Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Monday to you, wherever you are in this crazy nation we are living in, in these crazy times. If you're a feminist, you got to be loving. The woman who appeared out of the mist, the mist in the midst of the crazies in Portland with her legs completely spread, totally nude, has now become an iconic statement for those fighting the good fight of disorder, chaos, and all things anarchy across the country. Oh, you really can't make this stuff up, folks. So, yes, it's been a busy weekend for the protesters in Oregon. I mean, we've blasted through federal courthouses. Um, now, apparently, the National Guard is jumping from unmarked minivans, uh, completely booted and suited and masked and, de- and geared, um, taking protesters off the streets putting them in vans, and I don't know if they're ever seen from again. There's a part of me that is so fed up with all of it, I'm like, fine with me, whatever it takes. The other part of me who understands where we're going with regard to mask mandates and the possibility of a vaccination mandate says, mm, little too much of an overreach. I agree with Senator Rand Paul on that. He tweeted today that uh, that's just a, that's taking it a little too far for citizens not to know who's arresting them and why and where they're going. I mean, at this point, if you're still out protesting, you're kind of asking for it because most people are no longer protesting. If you're still out in the streets, you are a legitimate anarchist as far as I'm concerned. But back to the feminism um, of today. By the way, your kids are still being informed by TikTok. I hate to be the, the bearer of bad news, But it is a reality pill that I hope you're willing to swallow. I hope you're having conversations with your kids around the the things that they're watching on TikTok. This is where they're being informed of uh, political issues in the country and around the world. They're all becoming social justice warriors uh, in their own right. Uh, This is something I really hope you're paying attention to, especially as boredom sets in and most of the country's not going back to school. How do you feel about that? You're welcome to sound off on all of these things I discussed, by the way, on my website at monicamatthews.com. You can also now make a donation on my website. And thank you so much to the many of you who already have through my PayPal account. But now it's super easy. You just go to my website and uh, enter in your credit card information. It's encrypted. It's good to go safe, all that good stuff. And it comes directly to me and my expenses as an independent conservative commentator. That's what happens when you say things that are not um, that are not left friendly. The cancel culture, even the cancel culture on the right, who is afraid to offend, uh, will definitively defend their territory. Um, so there are many of us. I'm not the only one on the right whose voice has uh, they have attempted to silence and unsuccessfully so. Uh, I'm going to continue doing my work and talking and uh, commenting and and um, and encouraging, edifying, 
uh, bringing it, you know, on the reel. Had a conversation today with someone who, you know, just just didn't know really how to take my um, my forwardness. And I thought, wow, you know, it's amazing that we've all become so sensitive to how someone brings us the truth of something. I don't know about you, but as for me, I've always contended that if my house is burning, if the house is on fire, I don't want to sit and have a polite conversation about it. I I want you to come and pull me from my burning house. I, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what color you are. Uh, I, I don't care who you voted for. Uh, you know, there are just some things in life that when you're going over the cliff, um, it helps. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that an open rebuke is better than um, secret love. Figure that one out. An open rebuke is better than secret love. So it's better to be honest with people um, about the road being out, right? The the road in this country is washed out in so many ways. And I know there's so many of us who are like, well, it's an election cycle. This too will pass. Um, I honestly am of the, of the thought that it's not going to get better after a Donald Trump election in November. I don't mean to be the dark cloud naysayer. I'm just being realistic. And I think that it's time for you to uh, take your reality pill along with the rest of us so that you can be prepared. Most importantly, you can prepare your heart and your mind and your family, right? And educate them. So here's the good news about being uh, left out of your school, of your classrooms, even though your taxes aren't. Um, But here's something for you to consider. At least you have control over the information going into your kids' hearts and minds. Not that you don't always, but most of you just don't pay attention to it whenever they're in school because we've abdicated so much of our authority and our time and the raising of our own kids. So for me, I think this is a huge, a huge blessing in disguise for, for the nation. Although, you know, the left is using it to, as a scare tactic for the rest of the country, um, you know, to shut us down for the election. I honestly do believe that. Um, I, I did not think that this was about Donald Trump to begin with, but for sure, uh, not only is it about Donald Trump, but he really is the only stand, the only thing standing between us and a full-on Bolshevik, um, you know, just communist takeover of the country. We we've we have bypassed socialism as far as I'm concerned. I I don't think that is the um, I don't think that's the end game. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of communists. Magic is real. <laughs> Wait, let's play her one more time. I want you all to remember that black girl magic is real. <laughs> Do you know who that is? That is the mayor of my city, Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is being sued by my governor, Brian Kemp, uh, and his administration via the um, attorney general's office of Chris Carr. And business owners um, ad nauseum, have uh, come forward to say, you know what, we we want the ability to be able to operate our businesses. You reopen the the state, the city, let, you know, let's keep it rolling. Let us all decide for ourselves whether or not we want to wear face masks. This is a particular issue for people in the hospitality industry and restaurants. I will tell you, I'm really hoping that these business leaders will uh, find cover in the AG's office, um, as well as under the covering of the governor's office right now. And I say that because the city government, um, and and by the way, the city council is also named in this suit, the city government is notorious for, um, uh, gee, how can I put this, 
a kind of a mob-like mentality, if you will, a mob-like rule in that business owners are very afraid to come forward about their needs, about their grievances uh, with regard to voting. Um, they understand the level of retribution that occurs uh, here in the city of Atlanta whenever you do so. So this is a prime opportunity for those of you business leaders who have, and small business owners alike, who have been very afraid uh, that your permits wouldn't be uh, passed through, that you know that, that certain things would be um, uh, defunded, uh, you know, that, that you would have to jump through even more of a hurdle as it relates to red tape, which as we know, the city can drag their, drag their, uh, drag their feet, I'll say something else. They could drag their feet and, uh, and keep you off the grid, um, and, and in the red, um, for quite a long time, depends on who you upset or who you haven't paid according to past administrations that we've seen end up really in jail and indictments, and now we have a federal investigation uh, still going on in the city of Atlanta due to our previous administration, uh, of which Keisha Lance Bottoms was birthed. So she is the spawn of the administration, the regime rather, of uh, the last patriarchy of the city, uh, Kasim Reed. So now the monarchy is uh, is being sued because the mayor has uh, too much chip on her, uh, too much chip on her dip. I love it, too much chip on her chip. As my daughter would say, what do I mean by that? Well, as I've said, around the country, you see this happening. Um, a bit of a rebellion, a bit of a coup happening that says, no, I know this isn't my lane, but I'm going to assert myself in this lane anyway. I'm going to override your executive order as the governor and uh, create my own. And if you don't like it, too bad. I will politicize it. I'll get on CNN and I'll have people like uh, certain publications such as The Voice here in Atlanta uh, write op-eds to the tune of you just don't care for black people. I will decry black genocide. I'll do whatever it takes to annihilate your character as governor and I can do it because I'm a black female. That is the condition in which we live. Now our crime rates in the city of Atlanta are currently abysmal um, with regard to murders and shootings and robberies and uh, black on black crime is through the roof. Um, we have children who are selling, you know, fake clean water. There you go. Figure that one out. Um, illegally in our intersection, shooting people, stealing from them, uh, kicking, spitting in cars. Um, you know, in all of this is illegal as we know, uh, trampling on taxpayer, you know, flowers and uh, walking through the median one child a child eight years old was hit by a car uh, another person driving on an off-ramp um, had a gun uh, actually they fired the gun at him because he didn't want to buy their water uh, all of which the mayor is very aware of here in the city of Atlanta uh, she informed our previous uh, chief of police who stepped down because of the politicization of our police department here on behalf of our mayor. Um, she stepped down, but before she did, she said, we're not going to arrest these little fellas anymore, these little kids, because, you know, this is a social justice issue, and we can teach them entrepreneurial skills. Um, okay, so that's the city in which I live. That is the level of anarchy that we're dealing with here. Again, if you are a business owner, I cannot stress enough, this is a time for you to come out from hiding and, uh, and support the governor. Again, you know, I heard from someone today who asked me um, why I have such an aversion to masks. And I want, I want to make something very clear. Um, I have an aversion to 
the um, to the inability of, of someone else to, to allow me to exercise the freedom to make my own choice regarding a face mask that scientifically, uh, simply the evidence is not there for anything outside of an N95 mask that would deter a, the spores of a COVID-19 virus. Um, so there's science in my corner. There's my personal will in my corner. Um, and, and there's also, you know, our, our liberties in, in my corner. Uh, I do believe this entire thing has been hijacked as a virus. It has clearly taken over the nation. Um, but I tell you, you know, these are moments whenever you see the wheat and the chaff separated. And again, it's it's not to shame you if you do wear a mask. Um, I, I get it if you feel better about that. Um, because listen, as your faith goes, you know, so you believe. Right? And as my faith goes, so it is for me. So I don't walk around afraid of people who are or not wearing a mask. I, I'm, I, I determined a while ago that I would exercise my First Amendment right and invoke my faith and my family and my house, not that others haven't and, and still died. I understand that. Um, but this is still America. This is still America. So I want to protect the freedom of others to be able to decide to wear a mask. I mean, get this, in the state of Georgia, it's actually illegal to wear a mask uh, and carry a handgun. Well, those days are over. Good thing for, uh, you know, the Black Panthers or whatever they are now, the, the black mob that, uh, that marched with uh, automatic rifles through Stone Mountain Park to incite violence for, you know, calling the rednecks to come down from the hills and fight. Um, you know, they're all masked up. Their faces are covered. You know, they're, they're suited up for, for the warfare. So, so are people who, you know, are crashing into banks and still destroying businesses across the country, uh, particularly in your liberal, liberal areas. So, you know, wear your mask if you feel the need to wear a mask. Um, but as for me, I'm, I am opposed to the mandate of a mask. I, I think it is indicative of worse things to come. And the fact that you have cities directing their citizens to not call 911 for seeing people without a mask, rather take a picture and report them to their departments of health, that should concern you. I mean, I would hope that even if you're directed to do such a thing, that you would be enough of an adult, of a patriot, of a sound sober-minded human being that you wouldn't feel the need to stop and take a picture of someone's image and likeness and report them for something like a face mask. I just think that says way more about you than it does someone else. And honestly, I would love to see legislation put forward um, regarding harassment of people who willfully get in your face and video you without your permission uh, cancel you all over social media through the force of harassment because of masks, because of your T-shirts, your MAGA hats, you know, whatever. Um, it's just, it's, it's beration. It, it is an invasion of, of privacy on some level, I believe. So back to this propaganda piece, there's a piece on uh, newsbreak.com that comes out of the voice of Atlanta today. And in, in the title is Georgia Governor Kemp share, uh, shows that he doesn't care about black people. 
And the author goes on to uh, to cite numbers and stats regarding people who have uh, diabetes and in and, and people in lower income areas, uh, diseases that you know blacks are in, uh, historically predisposed to. But I say historically, but 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 I would I want to render this. Um, when did someone else's eating habits become um, a matter of racism? And don't tell me that people don't have access to decent food because you do. I think the issue is a matter of self-love and self-care. So I was having a conversation with recently who happens to be with someone recently who happens to be black. And and I said, you know, something you have to understand is that most of these kids, we were talking about higher education, like most of these kids out here selling water. Um, and whether it's clean water or dirty water, whatever, also probably some drugs uh, layered in there as well. Most of those kids, you know, running in and out of traffic, they do not expect to live past 18 years of age. I mean, you're essentially an old man in certain cultures, particularly a culture of death. I mean, for God's sakes, if you make it out of the womb in the black culture, you've, you've succeeded at something, but much less to make it. Um, you know, to 18 years of age. So, so for us to have the expectation that people would take responsibility for their own eating habits, uh, their own genetic expressions, which you can, um, you can't halt. I mean, you, you don't have to become a victim of diabetes. Uh, the man I love dearly um, is, is case in point. Uh, diabetes runs through his family, and and he's decided to make as many alterations as he can to his to his diet, to ensure that that's not the promise for his life. So, where does personal responsibility come into play? I am disgusted that people would play on people's emotions and naivete and their own racism and fear and bigotry to espouse propaganda that's printed. For black Americans to see. My mayor is on CNN almost nightly espousing what a bigot our governor is. Because of, even though he's out championing for masks, he has not mandated it out of respect for each individual's right to choose for themselves. And for businesses to be able to reopen and prosper. You know, but we, but people buy into the narrative of he's white, he's bad, he doesn't love us. And I'm telling you guys that there's, we live in a country where there's so much lack of self-respect and self-love and self-control, uh, sobriety of mind and of spirit, that that, to me, that's what this is about. This young lady sitting in the middle of Portland with her legs spread wide open, likely part of the Me Too movement. You know, what about this don't objectify me movement um, she is espoused as a hero now. She's considered an icon in certain media circles. I mean, this is what your kids have. This is the double-mindedness with which we live in this country. It, it is crazy. Uh, speaking of double-minded, yes, my state lost uh, Representative John Lewis over the weekend. He uh, succumbed to his battle with pancreatic cancer. God rest his soul and may peace be with his family and loved ones, uh, I firmly believe our governor missed an opportunity to call for a special election in this race. Uh, it it would have it would have been a good thing to do, but uh, but we didn't. So the Democrats have made their choice. Uh, someone who is the Southeast Vice President of Planned 
parenthood. So again, going back to death culture and, uh, you know, white man bad, um, because blacks have a higher incidence of diabetes and therefore they're more susceptible to COVID-19 and shame on him for not making everybody wear a mask. Um, you, you just can't make this stuff up. Um, Nakima Williams will take the place of uh, Representative John Lewis. She's a state senator here in the state of Georgia. Uh, she will be up against Angela Stanton King, uh, who did not have a primary opponent on the Republican ticket, uh, goddaughter of Alveda King, uh, related to the King family. So uh, Angela is on the right side of the aisle. She is extremely pro-life. Um so an interesting dichotomy there and, and, and literally comes through the family, through the birth canal of the family of all things, civil liberties um, and inequality for all. Um, whereas Nakima is on the side of Planned Parenthood. So there's that. Uh, so interesting times we're living in. And, uh, you know, I just want to leave you encouraged with something I've I've gotten a few emails from some of you who are having, are struggling with your family members, um, you're not on the same side of the aisle. You've you've lost uh, communication with people. I I talked about this during the 2016 election because I was getting uh, a lot of uh, emails from you got from listeners then saying, "What do I do? My kids won't talk with me. My in laws, my my son in laws, you know, they they won't have anything to do with me because I voted for Trump or I'm a conservative or whatever." Um, I just, I want to encourage you to make a decision, uh, that you will choose the relationship with this person in as much as it's possible for you to maintain peace with someone that you would actually choose and pursue peace that you will develop one of my least favorite, uh, words as of late, but you will develop some personal boundaries around conversations, um, regarding politics that you will make the relationship and the person first as opposed to partisanship. So if someone's trying to drag you off into a conversation, simply put your foot down or refuse to go. You, you do still have that choice. You don't have to, what does the Bible say that for you, you're almost a bigger fool for that, for you trying to correct a scoffer, you attempting to correct a mocker, they will essentially chew you up and eat you for lunch and spit you back out. That is their role because that's the spirit with which you're dealing. So I want to let some of you off the hook that you don't have to feel like you have to evangelize people politically in your own family who you know for sure are hell-bent on not agreeing with you. You're not going to get them to change their mind about Republicans, Donald Trump, about the Democrats, nothing, social justice war, nothing. So the best thing you can do is be a loving, sober-minded example of liberty and justice for all and allow them to vote however they're going to vote, but make the relationship more important than someone's partisanship. That, that is the greatest admonition I can leave you with this evening. Um, it's important because your relationships are important. We're not going to make it out of this thing without each other. We're just not. And some of you, your own family members have, you have very stark dividing lines in your own homes. So I want to encourage you to strive for peace. That doesn't necessarily equate to capitulation. It just means that 
you know, you stand your ground in your own home, on your own social media page by way of, of love and the fact that you don't have to be movable. You don't have to evangelize people. If that's not your role, give it up. Just go vote how you're going to vote. But start to make the people in your life more of a, uh, of a priority than ensuring that they all go vote for President Trump. Okay, until tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at Monica On Air Talk. D. Monica Matthews on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher. You're welcome to sound off on my website at monicamatthews.com. My open mic feature is wide open. My donation page is working and buzzing. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who support my work. I really appreciate you. Uh, Be kind to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. 